Hey, this is Expose the Podcast. Thanks for downloading and listening to today's conversation. And thank you for supporting our mission to bringing awareness to domestic abuse. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, please subscribe and share. And we are so looking forward to the journey ahead. Surprise, surprise. Yes. Yes. I'm Natalie Hayden. And I'm Laverne Badger. And we are Exposed the Podcast. So look, look, you guys can't, I'm all, you know, I'm a cricket junkie. So this one says I matter. Even she got it. This was an old one. I found it in the in a uh, a tote at home, and I was pulling out sweaters, mm-hmm. and I thought it was plain, and I was getting ready to put something on it. She always and I was like, oh, it's already something on. <laughs> <laughs> already something She's on been here. Busy her whole life. I'm like, I matter. Yes, I Laverne love it. Always has something on her sleeve. Speaking of sleeves, like you know, we were just having a conversation mm. about you know like boundaries and such, and saying this year I'm say no but you didn't say no to something well you know i had just got off the phone with natalie so i was like you know my birthday is in april and um i didn't really want to work but we were doing mesmer that's something that's scheduled um and it's wednesdays wednesdays is for mesmer right that's it and so i'm like i don't care if it's my birthday if i'm in town i'm showing up right right but i am not doing nothing else right and so I had told now I told you I was like um my sorors shout out to SG Rose they are having this youth some some I can never say the word symposium mm-hmm. and I'm like and they were like they changed the date so I was going to do financial literacy right mm-hmm. and I was like okay I'm super geeked it was supposed to be this weekend and they changed it and it was my birthday and we had this call last night about the planning and then they started breaking down what it was going to be and what we were going to do. And then the kids and then, and, and, Suckers and, you I, in. and what got me was, um, they added a, a subject on the agenda. What was it? Healthy relationships. They knew exactly what they you, were doing <laughs> when they added that to the agenda. They knew it. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, don't talk about that for me. Right. I'm like, we already, I'm already doing it. And I'm like, I can do both. Not, not only one, but two. I'm like, I can do both. It's but. too bad you can't do it, Laverne. We oh, just had birthday. this topic right. that is so important, but forget it. Oh my God. Forget it. So needless to say, 
they will be seeing me on my birthday to talk about healthy relationships. All the bling, the birthday bling. You show up in with your tiara. I don't know about a tiara. No, I won't do a tiara, but I will have my birthday glow. Yeah. On, so it will be a birthday glow. But as we say, there we are always a work in progress. That's right. So my no didn't necessarily mean no. That's right. But maybe the next no will be <laughs> mean no. But yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to say no to the babies. It's hard to say no. That's in good spirit. Though. Yeah, that really is. So I'm how was your weekend? It was as if good. I don't know. Because she knows everything. We don't. We talk all the time, all the time, all the time. But for those that do not know, um, I had a little fun at the gun range this weekend. Mm. So I shot a shotgun, almost blew my thumb off. First of all, I saw I'm like, I meant to ask you, like she had the thing on her shoulder and it looked yeah. like something out of the movies and I'm like it is she was, really gonna shoot that? I did it, it, it felt shot like a machine gun but it was like wow like you realize how much control you have I um I don't need to shoot those again I know right but it was actually a lot of fun it was fun. you know it was great stress reliever and everything like that but it was a good time okay um, hanging out with family and things yeah and yeah took some time to I don't know anybody that watch Friends, but I used to watch. I friends. watch Friends, and me and my friends had a Friends marathon, and we did not watch any Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't start watching Friends until Friends was off the air. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's so. amazing. But yes, you know what about your friends? You know, I like, guess that kind of weekend. Yeah, that kind okay. Of weekend. But yeah. So we with, still in Women's History Month. Women's. We are continuing Women's History because we don't. Yeah, because we're dope. We Women need a more. We need more than a, a month. Yeah, I, I I would say I think yep. every other month we could be rep- rec- recognizing women. Like we should take the whole month, like a month for moms, a month for single moms, a month for, for entrepreneur women, yes. a, a month for moms with daughters. I don't know. Like <laughs> I think we could come up with. A, a theme for a woman for 12 months out of the year. I agree. But we're going to take this month they give us. Yeah. And we're going to make the best out of it. So, you know, Laverne and I, we were trying to figure out like who and what and what do we want to talk about and things that are super important to us. And immediately I thought of this young lady. She's been so like engaged, attentive over the last five years around, not around just like things that are around domestic violence but just really wanted to know like the true and real stories behind what it is that many people go through you know that have may have experienced some type of abuse or any type of case that is very uh high risk or sensitive and just having that sensitivity around it so i really want to just thank miss ashley lutheran who is here from the a woman in media. Woman in we love women in media. Yeah. Thanks for having me here. We yes. love women in media because they, you represent us, right? Mm-hmm. You know, media at, at one point was not, it was a male driven profession. Mm-hmm. It was a male driven profession. They, we weren't, we weren't we weren't at the table. They didn't allow us to show up to the table, but she's here. You're there. And now so can you please share with us how did you get to the table? How did you get here? Sure. Um I apologize. Um so how did I get to the table? Um I have 
wanted to be a journalist pretty much since I since I was in high school. Um, oh. I always had a love for writing, and I am kind of nosy. Mm. And I great like, profession right. to go into. <laughs> I like to I like to figure things out though, and I like to help people. I didn't think I was going to be a doctor or a lawyer. I didn't really have that interest, but I knew that I wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'm pretty decent at written word and communication so let me try that and I have been doing this work in Milwaukee now for nine years and I really as Natalie said have really sort of gravitated to stories um, predominantly that affect women and children and gender-based violence because in my just from what I've seen reporting over the years here and then several other years where I worked in Ohio all of the, you, you can't talk about public safety, which is what I was I was hired to cover here in Milwaukee. Hmm. You can't talk about that without talking about domestic violence, yeah. family violence. Yes. Because it all, as you both well know, like just, it's a cycle, it's generational, it's um, repeated trauma. And so I have really tried to focus on highlighting that because I think for a long time, we didn't appreciate the widespread scale of what was happening um, okay. and how that contributes to kind of the public space violence that you that you see. Yes, right. Yes. Um, so was it so although you were hired to do that, was it a hard hard sale on some of the stories that you've tackled to say to have it put and showcased on um, on that type of platform? Because sometimes platforms, you know, can get a little scared you know to to present certain topics and situations have you found that that's been an issue i think that's a that's a really fair question and it is it is a reality that in in newsrooms which mm-hmm. are still and the journal sentinel is among these newsrooms it's male dominated it's it's predominantly white still mm-hmm. even though we are making inroads and hiring lots of different journalists of with different skill sets of different backgrounds of different races and different life experiences um it, it can be sometimes a challenge to um to pitch an idea and have it come to fruition the way you envisioned it originally mm. and sometimes often it will end up stronger and better as a piece of journalism um and i have to be honest i haven't been told outright no right. on any mm. of these stories right. that i've okay. pitched which i very much appreciate and um i give a lot of credit to my editors for mm. that but that doesn't mean that it's been easy no yeah. and a lot of these kinds of stories they're their exercises in in building trust. That's ultimately what it comes down to. And I don't take any of that lightly, you know, especially when I'm interviewing a survivor of domestic violence or sexual assault or other kind of violence. It's hard and traumatic to tell that story to someone else and then have that story be taken out of your control. Right. Oh yeah. 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 And I don't take that lightly. And so, you know, I've worked with other folks in our newsroom to try to build some best practices using outside resources. You know, journalists have been working on this for decades. You know, how can we be better at, how can we be better at talking to people often in the worst moments of their life or about the worst moment in their life? And then focusing on things like resiliency and, Mm -hmm. you know, your, 
the story and the message that the person sharing their story wants to get across. And so there's a lot of me making sure that people have control of the interview, you know, the interview itself. They want to stop, we stop. If they don't want to talk about specific things, that's okay. Mm-hmm. If I need to often, you know, if I need to consult like public records, court records, that sort of thing, I tell them that. Mm-hmm. I offer to share what I find if they don't have copies of whatever it is. Um, and I do let them know when I'm going to have to ask perhaps someone else, particularly if someone's being accused of sexual misconduct, oh, yeah. you know, I'm going yeah. to have to talk to this person too. And right. so I want you to be informed of when I'm going to do that and and how that's going to mm-hmm. play out. I, I really don't want people, really in any um, story, but particularly stories like this to be shocked at what they read. Yeah, we I think Nat and I we 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 had a very similar um, experience. We are just too connected. Yeah. I was you were gonna thinking, say the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. We um so over the five years we we've had some lessons, you know, on what we um but should do differently or you know some things we've had to scratch because both of us just didn't feel comfortable with it or it included a minor or something of that nature and um but I think where where we thought we were covering our bases Mm -hmm. and it still was something that they ended up not being comfortable now we we still did our due diligence, Did our due diligence right. and had the paperwork signed and everything. But at the end of the day, and from the very beginning, Natalie and I were like, if someone is un- really uncomfortable with what has been um, interviewed shared. or shared with us, whether it's on the podcast or outside of the pod, we're just not going to do it. And um, because this has to be a safe space. Expose the podcast is based on exposing the truth, but we don't want to expose someone's truth that's not ready for it. Um, And and we try to keep ourselves away from stories that are 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 live. Like like we we stay in our lane, right? So we're we're like we we victims, women or men, victims who are 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 still close to they're still victims like they're yeah. they're they haven't crossed over they're still kind of dealing with their yeah. abuser they're they're um still fresh they're still fresh so i think that's not our lane we tend to stay away from because those, those are sensitive those yeah. those individuals are extremely sensitive the situations are still very sensitive um but so our lane is is that survivor and thriver making sure that when that victim is ready. They are ready. He or she is re- is with open arms. We're here, you know, but we and have- they're open to like the consequences of speaking. And I'm glad you bring that up because that's another part of the reporting process that I try as best I can to prepare people for what the consequences might be. Mm. Not to scare them, but to to prepare them and, and right, to say right. like. In the best case scenario, yes, this this outcome that you hope for happy, having by sharing your story, it, it very well could happen. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that there also still might be people who say mean things online and yeah. who victim blame or there may be people, you know, 
does your family know? Have you disclosed to your family what's happened right. to you? Because mm-hmm. sometimes people haven't actually. Right, right. They're more comfortable talking to me than people really close to them about what happened. And I understand that. Right. I no do. judgment. Right. No you. judgment right. on that. But I want them to be aware of the fact that once this is published, it is it is out there. It's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. I think that's something Laverne and I, um, we had... It was a conversation, a real conversation that we had in the beginning initially mm-hmm. about even calling what to call our podcast and, and even just right. the content of the podcast. is it, it, It's very tricky, but we had to be comfortable with what could happen. And then things did happen. Right. You know, right. like there were responses and we just dealt with it as it came. But we right. were open and I believe we were clearly ready at the time. Yeah. But um, I'm sure getting that point across to those that you interview is never easy, especially when, you know, they're just like, okay, there's someone here to interview me. They don't think about the aftermath. Right. And so we want to be very clear that there is always an aftermath. It could be positive Positive or negative negative, or both, Mm -hmm. you know, or both. And I feel like it's always the, it's always the things that you kind of least expect as an interviewer or reporter as someone (laughs) the detail that you thought was maybe completely innocuous but is really triggering or traumatizing to the the survivor who's sharing it or someone who's listening Mm -hmm. it's 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 really it's really difficult but these are in my opinion the most important stories to tell and the most important conversations to be having and i just have such incredible respect for the both of you for doing that Every week. Well, speaking of, so you've been in the game for a while, so you knew that you (laughs) wanted to do it in high school. That's what you you were saying. So, so we're 2022. Media is a little different now. You know, there's there's a a lot of outlets that we didn't have. You know, back in the day, so people would really be sitting and waiting for a news. uh, station or a radio station to broadcast their thoughts and right. n- now you just have to turn your phone on and hit live and and your thoughts and you can say tell your Going thoughts live. right you can yeah. you can <laughs> yeah. right you can say whatever it is that you want to say have you how do you feel about how is it better or worse and from the media standpoint. It is really funny you're asking me this. I just actually took a survey from a, a national organization that's surveying journalists. And one of the questions, one of the series of questions was all about social media. Do you think it's mm-hmm. helped or hurt your profession? Mm-hmm. What makes it better? And so I think there are some really great parts about social media and the fact that there is a lot more accessibility there. Um, you can find... you. Like people can share their stories in a way that they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows for news reporters, journalists to see what's going on in a community. You know, we can't be everywhere at once. Right, right. right but it right. does help to, you know, yeah, you connect with yeah. the right feeds. You're seeing the information. Um, it basically, you know, people, you know, prominent activists in our community. I just saw Vaughn upstairs. You know, he is basically in a way his own Jer- channel he, journalist yes, you know yes. like he he has his yep. own Von Mays. following yep. mm-hmm. he has his own following right <laughs> yep and so that i think is really good uh, especially because new traditional news organizations can't do everything and honestly have not done a very good job mm-hmm. of covering pr- communities communities of color like it just is a fact right. and so that's really helpful on the other hand anyone can say anything Right. And that um, 
No one's looking for the truth. It's 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 hard to, you know, information that's shared doesn't have to meet the same standards, right? That I would mm. have to meet. Okay. Gotcha. Right. And so you can think about the wonderful accessibility of social media. And then you also have to pair that with really strong media literacy. You know, how do I know where did this information come from? How do I know it's true? Mm-hmm. Um, who is paying for it? Right. You know, oh, yeah, you know, all yeah, these different yeah. things that come up. And so um, it's, but it, it makes your job harder. In some ways, it makes it easier, and in some ways, it makes it harder. Okay. And it's it can be tough because there will be there will be viral videos of things happening in the community, and it will take us a little bit to be able to report on it because we have to validate. Yeah, we have to figure it out. Okay. Yeah. through go through the channels. Got to talk to you know if someone's being accused of wrongdoing, we need to figure that out. Yeah, um, yeah. we need to verify that the video is authentic. You know, especially especially when you have sort of these national crazy breaking news situations. So yeah. what happened in Kenosha is a perfect example of that. There's a lot of lot of videos um, of what happened and the Kyle Rittenhouse shootings and all of that. But it was really chaotic. And to put that all together, mm. our, our digital editors and producers were, were just capturing that video and, and saving it and trying to use it as a reporting tool. It is one piece of telling the broader story. Wow. And then, you know, I think it's been fairly, fairly well reported how different bots, different, mm-hmm. you know, different uh, groups that have an interest in pushing misinformation, you know, they start making memes, they start, you know, making viral content Um, off of it that has pieces of misinformation. And, you know, I think traditional news media is getting better at how to combat that, how to debunk something or Mm -hmm. go that route. But it's, it's really hard because there's no off switch. (laughs) Right. Right. So historically, um, I'm not trying to like challenge you historically, but I was watching... I don't know what it's on Hulu. It's the uh, um, the uh, Monica Lewinsky story. That's yeah. like a dramatic story, but then they kind of put a put a like a timestamp on when this kind of stuff started with the Brenda, the Brenda trip, well, Linda, Linda, Linda trip, trip. Linda <laughs> trip, the Linda trip story, where that story about uh, um, uh, President Clinton and all that stuff was kind of underground rumor. And then somebody came out and that was like, I don't know if that was the first like online kind of like expose that we heard that it came out before it, it, mm-hmm. it hit the news. Mm-hmm. Is that is that accurate? I don't know. That's what I gather from the from the from the show. So it's um, it's been a while since I've looked at some of that coverage mm-hmm. and listened to some media revisiting of that. One thing that is interesting, just kind of tying in with exposed here is that Monica Lewinsky, I believe, was a producer on that on that series I can see that and so she had you know it was really important Um, unlike for example the um, the Pam and Tommy Lee series where mm -hmm. Pamela Anderson has said like I'm not comfortable with this or she's said it through friends but Monica Lewinsky was part of that and I think that that is reflected you can can definitely tell because Linda Tripp is the ultimate villain it's like the villain Mm -hmm. of all villains that she created and I mean she painted that picture but uh, the way it came, the, the way the story unveiled was really interesting. Mm. And I think you will have, I mean, 
alternative media has always tackled stories that more traditional media hasn't. And so I wouldn't be surprised at all if it was Smoking Gun or so. I think it might have been yeah, it Smoking, was smoking gun, gun. It was Smoking Gun. That published yeah. that information first. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so women, so speaking of, women have been challenging media for for forever. I think we, and I think there's some respected, some respect that we're given, but we're always fighting for it. You know, like some, um, I think men receive respect and almost it feels like we have to earn respect in certain professions, right? Um, so has, have you found um, over the years that there's more women coming in and, and, and positions of power and media making decisions that that will imp- impact women and the culture and, you know, how we we advance as a whole. I think I think so. Um, there's always I forget this has, trend has been true for several years, probably longer that more women are graduating with journalism degrees than men. Mm. Oh, yeah. But you still have, I think what you're getting at Laverne, this idea of women in decision-making power, yeah. that is still, there's still a large gap there. And so the journal yeah. Sentinel and the parent company Gannett has past two years put out, um, reports about our staff, both racial diversity and gender diversity and who's in what positions. And if you look at it for the journal Sentinel, we really don't have that many women in upper management Mm -hmm. making a lot of those new decisions. But as I said, I guess to the credit of my current bosses, reporters do have a lot of leeway in what we are pitching and the Mm -hmm. stories that are, um, and the stories that we're that we're working on and trying to tell, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it it does come down to editors deciding, you know, what stories go where, whether it's in the paper or on the homepage, um, which ones are getting promoted, and we're trying to do a lot better job of listening to our audience, and that audience includes women. Yes, <laughs> so yes, yes. I yes. think that is, um, you know, traditionally there was sort of. Uh, bifurcation with like hard news, politics, mm-hmm. um, and then your soft, quote unquote softer features, which frankly, feature storytelling is wonderful and just true journalism that people love. Um, but it's it overlooked. But it got a it got a bad rap for a mm-hmm. long time because it was like, oh, that's the society pages or right. that sort of thing. You yeah. know, that's the women's fluff news. Yeah, the fluff. And now those divisions seem pretty well gone. Yeah, we're all over the place now. In sports, yeah. Yeah. sports. Um, um, now I'm not a big. I don't really do sports, but I'm always like, "Ooh, is that a woman?" You know, you know, talking about sports like you know, like any guy is talking mm-hmm. sports, and she knows what she's, and they're engaged with what she's saying. Um, so we're we're just all over the place, and I'm 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 always I'm just always happy to be a woman. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah, like not that men don't. <laughs> aren't great we but, need them but i think <laughs> i think we're awesome right i think it's super awesome too that you know you sort of have i mean i don't want to call it like this power but you do you know you are the voice for many people mm-hmm. you know and the way that you use you know your education and and the sensitivity and all of that you put your heart and soul into how you bring these stories about to the community is really important so that's what allowed me to like really lock your number in my phone when you call me it's like right right you know because and your trust and and you've earned the trust and so off air we were talking about 
um, trust, yeah. making that com- connection with community. And when stories are being told, like you want to make sure that whoever you're interviewing, that they have a full picture, you know, and sometimes yeah. things can go bad. That's out of your control, yeah. you know, because if you don't have that trust and things like that happen, you know, it's going to be, oh, my God, she took yeah. advantage, right. you know, of the situation. And she was just trying to get a story. Yeah, you know? right. And but so, that's yeah. why I think we 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 love you and gravitate towards the way that you move because you sit on some of those uh, community committees calls calls Mm -hmm. and stuff wanting to make sure that you're connected in a way that when you do receive either some a call or or on resources like you were saying that you you, yeah yeah it's not just the story and, and interview and say okay next yeah. You know, with work, it could be that, you know, yeah. because yeah. It, it's there's always something sure. to report. There's going to there always is. be something to report, you know, but you have to as a human, mm-hmm. we have to. I think that's what that's what it is. Not that other reporters don't bring a human component, mm-hmm. but I think it's the human component that is brought to the surface to say that there's that empathy there, mm-hmm. you know that you understand yeah and sensitivity so and i i would hope and i i know most journalism most journalists do have that you know but i can see why i can see how you can become cynical if you're in this profession and you're covering these tragedies over and over again um my perspective has always been i I want to try to be connected and understand my community, you know, my beat, you know, my topic, as mm-hmm. um, we call them beats. I, I want to understand it from like a 360 perspective mm-hmm. and not just go to the same sources or amplify the same voices. And some of the best ways to do that is sitting in on the commission, the city's mm-hmm. commission on domestic violence and sexual assaults, going to community events, you know, as I was saying before, like, we are reporters are part of the community too yeah and i think sometimes it might you know might seem like we're not but i live in the city of milwaukee i like milwaukee Mm -hmm. i um (laughs) i want to you know i want to get to know new people and i want to make sure that when people reach out to me for help because as i was saying earlier when people come with a story idea i ask like what is the outcome you want? Like, do you want a story or are you looking for some help? Do you have a legal question? Are you trying to find housing? And often, or do you just want to talk to someone? Mm. And I can listen to people. I mean, right. I do that all day. Right. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people really just want to talk about yeah. that. And I, you know, I tell them, I, of course, I'm not a therapist or anything like yes. that, but I, yes. I can listen and yeah. I can point you in the right direction if you're looking for some resources too. Wow. And so that's, you know, that's another reason why I pop in on those commission meetings because you all have the resources. It is literally a resource hub Mm -hmm. there. That's what it is. It really is. A collaboration of around how from different angles, it's it's a hodgepodge of different people, different women, different men, different communities, different jobs, just different. Everybody 
has a different perspective, but the same goal. And speaking of different, you know, um, as we're wrapping things up and closing out, um, different meaning like my term is coming to an end with the commission. So um, there will be different uh, chairs, vice chairs. Mm -hmm. It will be a a brand new like transition starting next month. So this Thursday will be our last and final um, commissioners meeting. And we will be definitely paneling a mini industry um, community organization leaders um, to get that institutional knowledge and to share that with us. And so we're hoping everyone can sort of tune in to that. Oh, the panelists is amazing. And so we're thinking like, what a great way, a big bang to like really um, send ourselves off. And it is Women's History Month. So all of those panelists are women too. So, um, so yeah, shout out to that. And I'm very thankful for the commission, the city of Milwaukee for allowing me to share whatever I bring and contribute. And, um, everyone has been amazing. I know she now she's been committed for two years, two years, totally committed to that, to that work. So kudos to you. And I know who Whoever come, I think they announce who who's coming behind you will be just as great because that's passion work. It is. That's it, passion. It is that's passion work. Um, that's a purposeful work. And so you can't come in there saying that this is just a resume builder. No. You definitely have to... Sh- do you, these are individuals who show up. Shout out to um, OVP, Karen Tyler, Deshaun Ewing, yeah. um, Chair... Samantha Collier and Vice Chair um, Dana Dana World Patterson and then also I don't want to forget about Van Horn, uh, Maria Van Horn she was amazing too and we really just took it by the horns and tried to make it our own but I mean, it was great work, great infrastructure, and we're looking forward to seeing what the new crew will come in and do. So thank you. I think it's been incredible to see the commission change Mm -hmm. over the past nine years Mm -hmm. it's much more of a it's much more of a public facing I think board than it used to be yeah Yeah. and I think that's really I think that's really powerful for a variety of reasons for the community to know about it but also to have a if not I don't want to say a unified voice but to have a a little bit of a voice from an institution you know the yeah. city is saying this is important. This is an important right. issue. These Absolutely. are important topics. Yes. And so when something happens for the commission to weigh in on that, I think is important. It is. Right. It is. It yes. Is. Yeah. So, wow, man. Ooh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank this, you. This, I didn't know how we, you know, how do you sit down with media? Like, <laughs> I know, it's weird. real media. We're like, media. like, we're. You know, we we just shoot our opinions out there, and and and, and that's it. This is, it. but thank you. This was great to be able to have a conversation with you. Really, it was wonderful to be here. I'm thank glad you. you made time. Wow. Yes. And so, um, anything you need from us, we're here. Yes. Guys, keep in mind any of those that are still listening with us. Um, <clears throat> can you hear me? Did I did I say it loud? Let her clear her throat. Yes. Um, our five year anniversary is coming up, and so hopefully you can join us July. 14th, 2022. At the gauge. At the gauge. Tickets are going on sale. Save the date. And it is a black tie event. We're it's here fancy. to celebrate five years. What'd you say? It's fancy. It's fancy. Wait, well, hold on. What'd you say? It's fancy. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
It's fancy. So we, yeah. you got to put a tie on, Tommy. I don't Come believe on. you have the audacity to ask you to wear a tie. Put a tie on, Tommy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's an opportunity to celebrate and to celebrate those that have stood in the gap with us, that have believed in us, that have like shared this space with us mm-hmm. in these last five years, and also like giving us some feedback and telling us what we need to do and how we can yep. do it better and how we can just continue on for another five years yes. so stay tuned do we talk yes. about this does it have to, do I have to have a date you do have to have a date okay I don't know if we talk about we want you to have a date we want you to have a date it ain't mandatory but for you okay it's mandatory for you it's mandatory the great date reveal the great date reveal there you go Tommy there it is <laughs> so yes um, I guess we're gonna wrap up we wrapping up y'all well, I'm Laverne Badger. I'm Natalie Hayden, and we are signing off. Expose the podcast. Peace out. Bye. See you next week.